0: Welcome back, everybody, to episode four of Health Talk Radio. I am with my co-host, Paul Burgess. We're getting some pretty good feedback on the on these episodes, aren't we?
1: Uh, yeah. People are actually really enjoying the content and, and feeling as though it's something they haven't heard, but it's something they know is true kind of stuff. It's weird. It's like so many other things. And hello, everyone, by the way to this episode, um, so many other uh, routes of information have been, you know, what I call done to death. It's the same stuff over and over and over again. And people are now realizing that <clears throat> a lot of the, you know, the, the, the health uh, information, the training information, all that kind of stuff it is just very, almost like 1990s, 2000s, and it hasn't moved anywhere. And none of it actually works that well. And so some of the stuff we're talking about is getting people to realize actually questioning the beliefs that they've been holding for the last 10 years um, is not a bad place to start when they want to start changing their health and things. So they're getting a lot of good feedback. Yeah.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I'm super pumped about this episode. Uh, We're going to talk about the worldwide health crisis. And unless you live under a rock... You are aware that the health of the world is crumbling every single day. It's not getting better. We've got more technology. We've got access to the best, brightest doctors and information in the world, yet we're getting sicker and sicker and sicker. Is this by design, Paul? And, and before we dig into that a little bit, I think we're going to ruffle a little feathers today. I think we're going to get under some skin.
1: Yeah, I think, I mean, listen, there's a a statistic that I put out yesterday that was basically, you know, in the 40s, um, it talked about the BRCA gene and breast cancer. And actually, it was factually incorrect, Um, but it was the principle. So basically, breast cancer um, uh, chances in the 40s were about 24 percent. And today, they're 82 percent. And that's just insane. Like you said, we're supposed to be the most advanced we've ever been. We're supposed to be cleverer, better technology. And yet everyone is just getting sicker and chronic disease is taking hold massively and cancer as an in and of itself. Right.
0: Yeah. What is it? One in two, one in one in two people now are diagnosed with cancer at some point in their life. Exactly. However, literally like, like like that's me and you. That's one of us that's saying one of us is going to get cancer. It's it's and, and you know like cra- crazy crazy yeah, and that's not happening St- statistically. To get that out, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. It, it's 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 certainly a thing, but but the point is, fifteen years ago, it was one in three,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I think we we've, we've said this on one of the other episodes. You know, it's like how's that cancer research going for you? Because you're you're, you're trying to get all this money together every year to beat cancer, but it's getting nowhere. It's just getting worse. And one of the challenges with that, and we'll talk about this in depth today, is cancer research, oncologists who are beautiful people trying to treat people with cancer, it's a terrible, terrible disease, but they're treating the symptom, they're treating the cancer, they're not treating what caused it. right? If they were treating that and they were dealing with that end, we wouldn't see the numbers go one in three to one in two, because in 10 years time, it'll be one in one. You know, everyone will be getting it because the root causes aren't being dealt with. And we'll cover some of those today. But worldwide, like we say, and you, you, you nailed it, right? People are getting sicker and sicker. And yet we're supposed to be so intelligent. So why is this happening?
0: Yeah. And I mean, across the board, right, Paul, like we're not just talking about cancer here. Let's look at diabetes. Let's look at heart disease. Let's look at dementia. Let's look at Alzheimer's. Let's let's look at all of it and say everything is on the rise. And so let's open with that question. If we are smarter than ever before, if we have access to the best technology better than ever before, if we if we have more information than ever before, why the hell are people still getting sicker?
1: Here's my answer to it. Yeah. Purely profit. And that's all it is. And it's not profit from the pharmaceutical companies. They are actually benefiting off the back of it. So almost as a side effect of this, you know, huge amount of um, terrible health that people are suffering, they are in the right place at the right time to sell their product but that's not where it came from. If we look at what really drives these chronic diseases, it is poisoning of the body. And so the more poison that you are um, exposed to, the worse you're gonna be. Mm -hmm. And the longer you're exposed to that, the more it will accumulate in your system and the more detrimental effects it will have to your mitochondria, to your cellular function, brain function, all that yep. kind of good stuff.
0: So, so when you say poison, though, what, when you say poison, you, what, what are you referring to exactly? Are you referring to like Coca-Cola? Like, are we talking about soda here? Are we talking? What, what are we talking about when we're talking about poison?
1: Right. So strap yourself in because the okay. list is long. All
0: right. Huh? Yeah, the list is long. So you guys heard them. Yeah, yeah.
1: So first of all, chemical toxicity in the world today is the highest it's ever been. And chemical toxicity comes in, you know, huge amounts of different types. So, for example, any industrial chemicals that are being developed or produced from the manufacture of products, these are chemicals that were not around 50, maybe 100 years ago. These are all very new chemicals to the atmosphere, and our bodies do not know how to treat them. They're not organic. right? They're they're very man-made chemicals that our body cannot detoxify without significant help so it can't recognize it as something go, okay we'll destroy that we've got the enzyme for it let's detoxify it and get rid of it so this stuff sits around and we're talking about fire retardants that they spray on your sofa we're talking about the things that they put in the plastics that are in the phones or in things that you oh, can in chair that you yeah. sit on or whatever mm-hmm. it is right
0: you're making me feel like I want to walk around in a B-suit.
1: <laughs> well, we, well, but the thing is, this is our world, right? And we're exposed I know, to it but, everywhere. Right, right. And what's the outcome? The outcome is huge amounts of sickness. And the sickness that we are talking about, like you said, Alzheimer's, dementia, cancer, um, heart disease, all that kind of stuff that is just on the rise. This, These are the things that are contributing to it. And I see it in patients when we test them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll go through some of that stuff in a minute, but yeah, I see. Back to the point, oh, back to the this point is your level. I cut,
0: cut you off. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah, yeah. So, so with chemical toxicity, for example, things that um, come out of combustion engines, yep. cars, any kind of industrial plant that's using fossil fuels, things that come out of the production of plastics, things that come out of um, anything that's industrial. All of that stuff is in the atmosphere. Then we've got. Um, Environmental issues that are things like pesticides and herbicides and things that are being sprayed on the land. And if, forget being sprayed on the food. You, you spray a crop, it doesn't stay at that crop because the wind will pick it up and blow it all sorts of places. It will get into the ground, it will get into the ground water. That stuff will seep into the system. And we are not capable of detoxifying that stuff. Then you look at um the cosmetics that people use right they're putting stuff on their skin if you put it on your skin it's the same as eating it you will absorb it and the amount of aluminium and the amount of other toxic metals that are in this stuff and chemicals that are made because it smells a certain way or it gives it a a viscosity a a feel and a texture that these stuff is all um chemically produced and our bodies don't have the ability to detoxify that, it's fine if it's one time. But you imagine putting an aluminium-based deodorant, which most of them are,
0: mm-hmm.
1: using aluminium-based deodorant uh, every I, day I'm glad,
0: every, yeah.
1: uh-huh. every day for 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, yeah. 50 years.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right, because it smells nice, or it's this, or it's that, or it's got the greatest advertising. That stuff will... Aluminium in and of itself.
0: So you're talking about... So, yeah... Aluminum. You're talking about the the, the, the al- aluminum? Yeah. In, in Where you're from, what is it called? What do you guys Aluminium.
1: call
0: it? <laughs> <laughs> aluminum is how you I, say it properly. I, yeah. I was like, are you talking? I, was, I mean, is there some vegetable that I don't know about? Um, <laughs> um, so I stopped using, and people think I'm crazy. So I stopped using deodorant mm, a half decade ago. I don't even use deodorant. I know that there's some without aluminum, but the problem with those is they irritate my skin. And so I just more more days than not, I don't even use deodorant. And now, you know, Amanda is like, she can smell me after a workout for sure. But what is so like what is your opinion of of, of not using deodorant versus versus using
1: mm-hmm. there's there's some really good um non chemical deodorants that you can use. There's one which is basically a crystal, it's like a roll on deodorant, but it's a crystal I- stick. Yep. 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 And you can just use that and it works really well. There's no problem with it. Um, there's nothing detrimental there. It just it deals with the job in hand. It's, it's fine.
0: Mm-hmm. Which one do you, which one do you use? Is that the one you use? Yeah. 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 But, yeah. but
1: the, the, but before we get onto the solutions to stuff, it, it, this is just scratching the surface. Right. So the cosmetics that people put on them in every form, shampoo, face lipstick, cream body cream makeup lipstick yep. makeup that kind of stuff yep. even the expensive ones the very big right. brand names this stuff is really chemically based
0: do you know is there some is there some specific ingredients that the listeners should look, look out for as they're as they're buying their their makeup and their shampoo and the things that they're putting in and around their body
1: but the, the the list is is long and varied parabens is one of them that you want to not go with that's a that's a a, a blanket term for a lot of bad chemicals and sure. then, In fact, in the UK, there's a company that I've had on my podcast that only do um, chemical-free products, and they've got a really good range, actually. It's mm-hmm. called Conscious Skincare. And, um, and this one lady produces it all in, in the factory. It's all um, – just everything is just um, non-chemical. But what's really interesting is the biggest difference that you see when using the, her products – is there's no... So I use the, the shower stuff, I use their shave stuff, I use everything like that. But what you notice is there's no lathering. You know, when you put it on your body, there's no soap suds everywhere. Uh-huh,
0: uh-huh. Because
1: that that product they people put in there to get get that effect... Get
0: suds, yeah, yeah.
1: It is, is, is also detrimental.
0: So suds are bad, is what we're saying here.
1: Just be very aware of what you're putting on your body. It's the same as... It's same as eating it, right? right. <clears throat> so let's think, just from what we've touched <laughs> on, right? We've got mm-hmm. a, a sofa that's sprayed in all this fire-retardant stuff. We've got yep. a mattress that has fire-retardant chemicals in it. We've got um, chemicals that we're putting on our body. We've got pollution in the air. Just that alone is enough right. of a burden on our body to cause problems with cellular function.
0: Right.
1: Because it's when the cellular function is broken that we start getting these chronic diseases just that right? we haven't even got into anything else yet
0: we haven't even talked about now what people are eating it,
1: oh boy. M- that's oh way boy. down the list
0: right 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 because
1: oh, because at least you can control what you put in your mouth
0: right right
1: exactly. this other stuff is just around you and you're not even aware people right. know if i eat terrible food i will if i put a poison in my mouth i know i'm going to be sick right right but i don't realize that it's the same with the with the, 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 the moisturizing lotion I'm putting on, I don't realize it's the same with the, the air I'm breathing outside because why wouldn't it be? You know, the fact that I'm jogging along a main road, running's good for you.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's so insane
1: true. the amount of times I see joggers on a main road with the traffic piled up, waiting to go at uh, traffic lights, jogging along, headphones on, not caring the world, and all they're doing is taking huge gulps of this polluted air it's killing them, right? And then they go, oh, I've run all my life and I'm so fit and well. And now I've got cancer. I can't believe it. So unlucky, really.
0: This is crazy. This is, yeah. As I'm listening to this, I'm like, holy shit, like, where do we go from here? And I know we're going to get to some things, man, but this is, it's almost scary, right? It's like, you can't even, you can't get away from it if you wanted to. So then here's the thing. Here's, here's the question that, that I'm thinking, right? It's like, okay, if you can't get rid of it, right? I've got a sofa and I can't get rid of the smog in the city that I live in, you know, and and certainly I can buy cleaner products to put on my face, hair, skin, and nails. But if there's so much of it that we can't get away from, do we just toss our hands up in the air and say, you know what, I'm just going to enjoy life because I'm going to die anyway. Give me the pizza. Give me the ice cream. Give me all the stuff that I love because I can't avoid it anyway.
1: Yeah, you you can do. I mean, most most defeatists look at it from that point of view and say, I might as well see the stuff – you know, screw it I'll just start taking heroin because that's a, that sounds like a good a good way to go and who cares right but the the point of the matter is load is important how much of it you are exposed to and how much of it you can process yeah and um, again we'll, we'll we'll get into that in more detail later on
0: And one of the things that I want to talk about too is the impact of sugar specifically on this because I know when sugar, mixes with some of these other things it creates a lot of problems right Uh,
1: for sure i mean sugar in and of itself is never a a great thing to have in in excess right Um, it's definitely uh causes inflammation it causes destruction of cells um glycated hemoglobin which is how much sugar is on your red blood cells there's too much on there; it will start destroying cells in in a very unpleasant way, and you know diabetes comes out of that, and then the complications of diabetes. In the end, you've got limbs being amputated and all sorts yep. of neuropathy. So you know, blood doesn't get around the body and and whatnot. But you know, again, take that as another thing to add to the mix. So I've got a standard American diet, standard British diet, very similar, of processed foods and high sugar, lots of processed carbohydrate. I've got really bad exposure to things. I'm not aware that I'm putting this stuff on my skin, all the rest of it. All of those things lead to a much higher load and your body can't deal with it. And over time you become sick.
0: One quick question though, before you, before you go into this is, is how does radiation play a role here? So you talked about smog, the air we breathe, the chemicals that are on our couch um, mattress What about radiation, whether that's cooking our food in a microwave, using our cell phone, being in a city with the 5G towers? How much is radiation impacting us?
1: Well, we know that um, EMF, electromagnetic field, and the way it disturbs our cellular function is significant. So when we talk about cell phones or cell masts, you know, where they to send the broadcast out from the 5G that you've got now. Mm -hmm. We have a huge amount of data that shows using a cell phone is safe. But we also have data saying, putting a cell phone to your ear for 14 minutes a day will increase your chances of brain tumor by X, Y, Z. And so a lot of the research, we've spoken about this previously, a lot of the research is there To give credence to an argument or a point that's being trying to that a particular company is trying to make to back up their argument. So Mm -hmm. there's nothing wrong with cigarettes. I've got 25 doctors, excuse me, that have all said, "and these are perfectly good for you." And just go back to the 1970s; it's all there in court. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Then all of a sudden, it's like, okay, we can't get around this anymore. You know, the, the evidence is too big. Yep. Too much. Too many people that smoke that have got lung cancer. There is a. I don't care what the doctors say, what your studies say. It's obvious.
0: Yeah, but the phone. The phone one. The phone is going to be hard. That that's going to be one of those because everybody uses a phone, right? How do you start to correlate brain tumors and cancer with phone use because everybody uses a phone? So there's really no way, like.
1: Well, eventually, eventually it will come out. But here's the thing, right? Again, go back. 50 years we didn't have any cell phones we didn't have computers really we all we were doing was pen and paper and you know Mm -hmm. eating food that we had and it was starting to be processed but it wasn't as bad fast forward to now all of the advances the technology the so-called improvements that we've made to make our lives better have all begun to destroy us as humans
0: so is it so is it safe to say that the technology that we've known to love that has created crazy advancements is also the same technology that it's killing us, killing us faster?
1: You know, it's, it's dose dependent, right?
0: That's tough, man. That you know, because I love I love technology. I love technology. I'm not going to sit here on the other side of this and say I don't. I love it. I love to be able to you know have access to the things that I have have access to. App, you know, the apps and and the ease ability to do things and the video games that are coming out and all of this stuff. But at the same time, right, as we're talking, it's like ouch, like if it's killing us.
1: If it wasn't for technology, we would not be speaking today.
0: Exactly. That's exactly right, and we wouldn't be able to put this information out.
1: Right. So, the the dose is what the problem is. If you've got, if firstly, if you're unaware, and these mm-hmm. things are just happening to you, right? Mm-hmm. Going back to a couple of episodes ago, was it's not your choice. These these yep. things are happening to you from a uh, toxicity perspective. Then you've got to understand that being aware of it is the first step. <clears throat> Secondly, we haven't even scratched the surface of what other things are around, right? right. We, So the concept is accumulation of toxic load, chemical toxicity, environmental toxicity, cosmetics, like we said, we've got things like mold, which
0: Mm -hmm.
1: is very destructive, hugely cancer-causing, massively kidney-destroying, brain function, all that kind of stuff. You've got heavy metals. Mm -hmm. Heavy metals, again, not just aluminum. but um, (laughs) You you nailed it. You nailed it. Like all, you know, there's there's, hundred, there's 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 a there's a there's a lot of heavy metals that are very destructive, yep. um, bacterial issues, Lyme disease, the co-infections that come with that, the food quality, like you spoke about, right? Mm-hmm. What's the quality of the food we're eating? What's in that food?
0: Glyphosate, yeah.
1: So so glyphosate, big, you know, a lot of people understand now that's a big cancer-causing um, yep. pesticide that's been used extensively throughout the world in farming. People are right. still, we're seeing that in people more and more when we test them. Water quality is another one, right? The quality yes. of the water people are drinking, they're drinking out of a bottle because they want to drink mineral water. They want to drink it, they don't want it out of a tap because they know the tap water is bad. But again, you know, that next step is, well, what about that plastic in the bottle? Has mm-hmm. that bottle, the plastic bottle, has that been in your car in the heat? Because mm-hmm. as that's warmed up and got hot, the, the plastic has leached into the bottle, and you are going to – the plastic is leached into the water, sorry, and you are going to drink that, and then your body has to detoxify that somehow. Mm. So we've got BPA. A lot of the bottles are not BPA-free. Bisphenol A, which is a, a known toxic, <laughs> toxic and carcinogen. There's so many things. If you are heating your food in a plastic container in your microwave
0: – Oof, oof.
1: So Do I, I don't have to explain that anymore, but I will.
0: Let's explain it though, because I, I so I stopped using a microwave over a, like a decade ago. I haven't used a microwave one time since I've been in Arizona. I've been here, I think, going on eight eight years. So let's talk about that because there's a lot of people who are not sold on this.
1: Yeah, so lots of things, right? Firstly, microwave radiation is really convenient, and the way it works is it sends a a, a specific frequency of radiation or microwave into a molecular structure, which is the food that's in the microwave, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it shakes it about at very high speed, and it causes the heat, which warms it up. If I took someone's head and shook it at a very, very fast speed for, for a minute and a half, two minutes, three minutes, whatever it is, mm-hmm. and then stopped, that person would not be the same person as they were when, before I started. That shaking Mm -hmm. of the molecules inside, that's why if you try and make scrambled eggs in a microwave, it just comes out as some unrecognisable rubber thing. So if it's unrecognisable before you eat it, your body's never going to recognise it once it's in. So it's destructive from that perspective. Mm -hmm. Then if it's being heated up in a plastic container, which you will see most of them are, because you can't put metal in the microwave.
0: No, don't do that.
1: To make yeah. it cheap, to make it yeah. cheap, if you're buying a processed food or a, I think you call them TV dinners out there, right? You take yep. the sleeve off, you pierce the thing, and you put it in there for three minutes.
0: Yeah. I remember the Salisbury steak. <laughs> oh, God. Mystery meat. It's called the mystery meat. <laughs> that
1: plastic in the container will 100% get into the food. Oof. And if it's one time ever, it's not a big deal. But if that's how you're living your life, you know, multiple times a week or multiple times a day for a lot of people, these things are absolutely going to destroy you.
0: So I'm going to put somebody on blast here really quickly. You got a, you got companies like Weight Watchers, for example, who ship these meals in plastic to put in the microwave, and they are a health food or health regimen company. They're a wellness company, and they're sending this to you.
1: Yeah, they're mark- they're portrayed as that, yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, like, no. I mean, like, you're not getting... That's the opposite of healthy, especially the way that you just described it. So in your mind, should people stop using the microwave, like altogether, even if they're not, even if they're not using plastic, even if they're going to use, let's just say, all right, I'm going to use it responsibly. I'm going to put glass in there. What would you say? What would you say to the people that are saying, you know what? I don't ever put, I don't ever put plastic in the microwave. I use glass. Would you, is is that still problematic?
1: Well, it's a step in the right direction, right? And, and again, it's all about what can you be consistent with and do your best with. So mm-hmm. if it is a, it's a necessity and you can't do it without it because you don't have a stove or you're living in a place where you don't have access to other cooking equipment and that's the only thing you have, yeah, use glass instead of plastic. Mm-hmm. If you are able to use an oven or you're able to use a stovetop or you can prepare your food in different ways, and you don't need to use that. That you're just using it for convenience. Mm-hmm. Then we've got to go back a couple of episodes and talk about what are your beliefs behind the use of that microwave,
0: right, and how right. can
1: we get you to question those? Yeah. Because once your beliefs are in line with your beliefs, which are I don't I haven't even got one in the house, then you you won't use them anymore because that will be your behaviour. Yeah. So yeah, but, anyway. but the point. That, sorry, Mike. The point of today is. The awareness of how many things cause us problems,
0: right?
1: Right. Yeah, because I'm like things we can do.
0: Yeah, I'm listening to it. I'm like, man, I got to go buy a hazmat suit. The world is <laughs> the world is coming to an end. Like, go get a hazmat suit and go f- live in a cave in Utah or something.
1: Yeah, right? Right? like, and, and but that's not, is, practical, right? yep. it's not practical. Yeah, not. No, I
0: know.
1: I know. So, but again, so you got food quality, the quality of the food that you're eating the quality uh-huh. of the water we're drinking. Then you mentioned screen time yeah. okay, and technology and how that affects us health-wise because that is a toxic- toxicity in itself.
0: Mm-hmm. You've
1: got the radiation and you've also got how that mentally affects you and then mm-hmm. the stress it puts on you, the anxiety, and how that then causes you problems. Yep. You know, yep. Suicide rates in children have gone up exponentially since social media has been invented. Yep. That's not acceptable. And then you've got, and so the stress and the anxiety that causes the behaviors that that then drives, that's, that's destructive.
0: Yeah. And I can sit here and yeah, go ahead. Sorry.
1: And we haven't even talked about medication. You know, the medications the pharmaceuticals make and the side effects that they have and the chemicals in those things. So, you know, like you say, everywhere we turn.
0: Yeah. Is there hope? Is, is there any hope? Right. Like, are we going to are we going to get to a place in this episode where we're going to give people solutions to minimize? It doesn't sound like there's any way to get away from it completely, unless you're living on a farm out in Timbuktu without cell, without electricity, you know, like you're living off the grid, which I know some people do. And I'll tell you, my dream is to live off of my land. I want to be in Costa Rica living off of my land away from that, you know, cellular 5G technology. But is that even real? Is that realistic? I'm just starting to like, as I'm hearing you, is that even realistic? That's not
1: realistic for the majority of people. Okay. Because right. they won't have the financial ability to do that. Believe it or not. When you want to downsize, you need a lot of money because you need to be able to create the infrastructure for you to be able to survive. So there's a there's a there's a guy in the UK called Ed Stafford, who is like a um like an explorer sort of guy and, and does all the um like living in in, in uh, uh, he does like challenges in the jungle and stuff right. He walked to the Amazon, which is three and a half thousand miles, and and all that kind of jazz. Jeez. And, um, but him and his family, this is what they did: him, his wife, and his three-year-old son. They went and lived on a desert island with nothing for a month. Wow, that they could survive and they could thrive and they could live off the land and all that kind of stuff, right?
0: This is like episode of the Survivors, right?
1: Yeah, something like that, right? But but bear in mind, yeah, um, it was called Man, Wife, and Child or something like that. You can still get it on uh, Discovery,
0: anyway. Oh, so you can. So this is you could watch this.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can. You can oh, see cool. it. Now. And and um uh, uh, so they 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 went there and and he's an expert. At living in uh, so don't so 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 don't try this out. this old. is not something anyone can do <laughs> but but they they create the shelter he he killed local um livestock they would wow. eat they would, got their water supply down that you know he, he managed to get it so that they could live okay yeah. and at the end of it he turned around and said we thought this was going to be an amazing experience we like unplugged from from uh, society, we just be on our own. It'd be an amazing thing, he said. And I'll tell you what it made us realize: there are a lot of conveniences in the modern world that you do not want to be without.
0: Hmm. Like what did he give? Did he give? Did he give? Did he give a, yeah, he
1: no, give but it he out. said we can survive here.
0: Yeah, but it's very
1: uncomfortable, right? And it's right. not pleasant. And I wouldn't no. want to do it forever.
0: So I wouldn't then, be able to have my pour-over coffee in the morning. <laughs> well,
1: no, but he, <laughs> here's the thing, right? There is a mm, middle ground that allows you to use some of the advances we've got some of the conveniences some of the technology and but not go so far across the line that it's destroying you so when you're in nicaragua or costa rica or whatever it was and you're farming your coconuts you probably do want electricity to the house you do want running water you want sanitation you probably do want some sort of communication with people whether it be Landline, whether it be cellular, but in a in a particular way, you probably mm-hmm. do want some of the the modern um, you know conveniences. You do want a fridge. Why wouldn't you? Right? You want a freezer. That stuff is very useful to us. It's the it's the awareness of where mm-hmm. the problems are. So you could no doubt move to somewhere in Arizona because, as I understand it, there's a lot of it that's pretty much desert or, or very isolated. Or yeah, buried. there's
0: some. There's yeah, there's some. There's some, and there's
1: definitely some, some mountains there as well with greenery there. I saw a program on it the other day, actually. Right? So you, yep. there are places there where you could semi-move off the grid and, and allow yourself to be you know, as, as healthy as possible, grow your own vegetables or you know, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Um, but with having the option to, to uh, c- connect with society when you have to and do what you want. I'm not saying you should disconnect from society at all. That would be a really bad idea we are very tribal we need community right so yeah, don't ever yeah. go go and live on your if own. you but, look at,
0: if you look at the people in the blue zones which are the people who have lived the healthiest longest lives and for the people that are listening the blue zones is a great book did you have read that book i'm sure yeah and, and, and so and, one of the things that they have in common is is what you just said community. community 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 the people that live the longest are tied to a community
1: more importantly and we're getting slightly off topic but the, the, so the five things that they they've all got in common
0: yeah the, blue, the the people who live in the blue zones yeah this is this is a really good point here guys
1: they all eat less than they need yep they're all active in their community every day they yep. all sit down with their family or with their with their friends or whatever and eat their food they yep. all have a purpose in life yep. and there's one other thing and they and they're all um active Oh, there's one other one I can't remember what it is. But basically, it's about, you know, they get up, they have a purpose, they've got to go and farm the land, or they've got to go and do the certain thing with the animals, or whatever it is, or they've got to build the shelter, or what they're very that way inclined. The food that and the food they eat is all local. That was it. Yeah. And and the majority of it is low uh, protein, higher vegetable content. And um, however, Mm -hmm. however, if you took the Sardinian blue zone diet and lifestyle and try to put that into a, into a stock trader in New York, he would last five minutes. It would destroy him because it's not just the food and the community and everything else. It's the complete way of life. Right. You can't take things out of it. Can't take components out and say, well, I'm going to put that into somebody that's doing, you know, four Starbucks before 7am and are going to be trading on the floor and doing this, that, and the other. But so right. long as he eats a Mediterranean diet, he'll be fine. That
0: doesn't that work doesn't. that way. Yeah. So you have a couple to of things? Picture. Yeah, a couple of things I want to touch on for the listeners. Number one, I don't know if you know this, but my mother's maiden name is Sardina, and we're from we're from yeah we're from Palermo. So it would be amazing to get back there. I've never been back there. But for the listeners that are, are are listening in right now and hear us talking about the Blue Zones, it's a fantastic book. And uh, basically what we're talking about is, is the Blue Zones, which is a, a group of people who almost always live till they're 100, right? It's the people that live the longest. It's the people that, um, you know, have the best longevity of anyone on the planet. And they took a look at these Blue Zones, and they're in different parts of the world, right? There, there's, there are Blue Zones all over, but the commonality between people in these Blue Zones, which are all over the world, this is what we're talking about here. These are the five things that we're talking about that all of these blue zones or these groups of communities uh, have.
1: Well, one of them's in California.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We're in California.
1: Uh, I can't tell you exactly. Amish, they are. Right. And uh-huh. uh, there's no electricity. Right. They just don't have it. They, yep. they, they still farm the land like they did in the 18, 1700s, 1800s, 1800s, yep. I think over there, wasn't it? They, they um, have the same community. Um, experiences they, they, it, it's, it's just as if they never got into the modern world
0: mm-hmm.
1: which is interesting because a lot of the modern world stuff is the stuff that's killing people so there's there you've got the Okinawas in Japan you've got Sardinia um, yep. there, there's uh, uh, South America there's one, they're very different places and realistically they're very different lifestyles and things but they have commonalities to them.
0: They pull those out yep yep
1: and um uh Zach Efron.
0: Yes, you this is so good. What was it called?
1: Uh, um can't remember. But the the Netflix oh, documentary he did. Yeah, the just, Netflix series.
0: It's amazing. really good yeah. And yeah. we could me
1: and you could have done that, by the way.
0: Oh my gosh, I would do that tomorrow. Mike, that five would years mean, ago. That would, yeah.
1: Five years ago, I said to you we should do a Netflix documentary. Oh my gosh. Remember? Been,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I said yeah, to you, yeah. and I
1: said, look, that's the yeah. way to go forward. And and yeah. but don't get me wrong,
0: and I'm as handsome as I'm as handsome as Zac Efron. Don't you think we would that would have been good?
1: It's Perfect, right? but, but Zac <laughs> yeah, I'm just fan-
0: kidding with you. Did a fantastic. <laughs> I always job. try to get a compliment out of you. I love yeah. it. No, I don't
1: whatever. get
0: very many. <laughs>
1: <clears throat> Efron did a fantastic job of communicating the message, yeah, and um, Darren Ollian that he went with, who was a he was a big vegan proponent and stuff. You know, great guy, but one of the episodes. They went to Sardinia and they spoke to a 93-year-old guy.
0: I I watched that episode. Yes.
1: And what did he say? Here's the thing. Here's the key aspect to this, right? So firstly, he lived in a little house. He had a very small front room. He had a chair and a table. He had
0: nothing. He had nothing.
1: He he wasn't bothered about going back to our previous podcast. He didn't care about his car or his watch or his house.
0: Or his Gucci shoes or like none of it. What was his
1: biggest thing? I I walked down every day to the bar. I have a couple of drinks with my friends. We sit there for hours, have a great time. And I walk back yeah. and then I do yeah. all my shopping. i do whatever I want to do. And they, and he said, oh, my, and he got very emotional. His, his wife died like 20 years prior yes. um, when she was in her 70s or 80s, whatever. And he said, that was the biggest problem. You know, I lost my wife and so on, but I'm still part of this massive community. And he said, this is the key. He said, when they said, you know, how's life, how, uh, uh, you know, with this longevity thing you've got going on, he said, and he was 93 years old. He said, I would do another 93 years if they'll have me.
0: That is amazing. Most
1: people at 93 are they saying want to go. when will this end I'm done.
0: Yes, yes, yes.
1: And yes. that's where you you want to get to that place where you're going I'll do another 93 years as long as Yes. You have
0: me. Which is which is the whole purpose behind what we are doing you and I.
1: Yeah, exactly. And 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 this particular episode is about how to give yourself the best opportunity to get to that age and, and be as healthy as possible. And so, you know, we've talked about a lot of these outside issues that people have. When I test people for mold and toxicities, and we do hundreds of different ones and um, viral infections, and bacterial problems, and, you know, huge amounts of this stuff that causes issues in people, 90% of people have got very high levels and, once we start removing it from them, they're a different person. Things change.
0: So there is, so there is, so there's, there's hope. Because I want to finish, I want to finish this episode. We've got about fifteen minutes left. I want to finish this episode, giving people hope. Because we basically said the air you breathe is toxic, the stuff you put in and around your body is toxic, the food you eat is toxic, the couch that you sit on is toxic, the pesticides and herbicides that you uh, consume ingest are toxic. Like toxic, toxic, toxic. So how now, right? After we have brought this awareness to our listeners to this community, how now can we give them hope and some solutions to move forward to beat uh, what as what is so hard to get away from?
1: So, firstly, if you're serious about getting this right, you get some testing done. And if anyone wants testing, contact me and I will sort it out. I don't care what country you're in. done. i will put some links below. Right? Yep, yep. So, but once we know what there is, this is the first thing we need to reduce the existing load because mm-hmm. what's happened is you've accumulated this toxicity and never really dealt with it. So, it becomes overwhelming, and then your detoxification pathways can't deal with it. So, we have to go in in a very specific way, depending on what the issue is. Right, and it's not all the same, and then we have to remove what's there. So we bring the load down. That's the first Mm -hmm. thing. Mm -hmm. Then we support the detoxification pathways going forwards Mm -hmm. so that anything that does come in can be dealt with quicker and can keep the load down.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: At the same time, we reduce exposure to it. Mm -hmm. Okay, So big load, take it out, avoid too much more new stuff coming in, while allowing your body to be able to deal with whatever it gets.
0: So let's break that down a little bit to give people who maybe don't have the money for the testing some practical advice to move forward with. So you've said a few things there. The framework is, right, first and foremost, bring the load down, right? So that's taking a look at the makeup that you use if you're a woman, the deodorant that you use, the toothpaste that you use, right? Like, So it's, it's bringing that down first and foremost
1: but, but we're gonna get really into some weeds here if you're not careful right so it's as it's even like the coffee the coffee that you have coffee yeah. is the and you know because you've been experienced yeah. in this business right the yeah. biggest sprayed crop in the world yes yep and it's also the biggest consumed um, legal stimulant beverage in the world it's, right. it's, it, right. and, and and you're going to have issues if you're drinking coffee every day and it's you, well you know you tell me what, what are the I, yeah downsides?
0: yeah i mean it's the number one most heavily sprayed crop on the planet right And it's the reason why i mean this is the non-negotiable one for me if you're drinking cup you know people aren't just drinking you know one shot of espresso right they're consuming two three four cups sometimes and if you're ingesting these herbicides and pesticides every single day at that capacity right this is what we're talking about right this is this is Right, you're just putting more toxins in your body, increasing that load. At some point, there's a tipping point, and so for the people that are listening too, I mean, I, I, the reason why I sell organic, fair trade, uh, locally roasted coffee is is for this reason. So we'll drop a link for that below. But it's the if there isn't organic coffee, I won't drink it. It's just not. It's just a non-negotiable thing for me. Yeah.
1: Well, still, you go and buy your takeaway coffee. Oh
0: yeah, yeah,
1: and yeah. and it's in what? in plastic. Well, nowadays it's in a paper cup.
0: Sure, I suppose some some places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Iced coffee, plastic cup.
1: Yeah, okay, but let's say a paper cup. Yeah, but well, that's not paper on the inside. It has a plastic lining. Mm. Because if it was paper, it would soak through it and come out the other side. Good right?
0: point. I didn't. I just see here. I didn't think about this. Now I don't go and buy my coffee. I don't. I don't buy my coffee. I don't go and have.
1: Coffee. People do. That's why Starbucks is yeah, so successful, right? Right.
0: Right.
1: So you've got a. You've got a. Very hot liquid yeah. in a plastic environment, which means the plastic will leach into the coffee. Mm-hmm. Then you've got a plastic lid that you put on. And then obviously the heat hits that plastic yeah. lid. Yeah, right? and you drink
0: through it. And you drink through it. Oh my gosh. It's a disaster. It's a chemical disaster. Coffee in its in and of itself.
1: Exactly. So I'm gonna I'm gonna really put myself out and say, listen, do not try and detoxify yourself of heavy metals or mold, or chemical toxicities uh, by yourself. Okay, get somebody to do it properly. And let me quickly tell you why. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: As soon as you start messing around with this stuff, if you do not do it properly, you're going to get very sick very quickly. Because a lot of that stuff is held in tissue. And once you start liberating it from the tissue, it starts becoming extremely active. And we also see this in people who are overweight. A lot of toxicity is held in fat tissue so they start losing weight rapidly because they're on this health kick and the first two or three weeks they're going great guns and then all of a sudden they get a really bad cold or they get like flu symptoms or they feel really sick and they go oh, i was doing so well and then i just got this thing i got fell ill would you believe i'm trying to be healthy and i've been the most sick i've ever been and and i've fell off the wagon and now i've got to start all over again what's gone on is you've liberated all of this toxicity out of your fat cells and you didn't with the detoxification pathways beforehand that allowed you to remove it. All you mm-hmm. did was just go, here's a huge amount of stored up toxicity that I'm going to put straight into my system. Yep. And the whole lot le- fell apart. So please don't try and do it on your own. Speak to someone who knows what they're doing. You need yep. to do it in a very specific way. You need to modulate your immune system, not increase it. You need to make sure you modulate it properly. You've got to be able to know how to attach markers to the products that you want to remove so your immune system can see them and deal with them and you need to know how to detoxify them properly so don't mess about with it on your own
0: the people that are listening to this on itunes or spotify we also publish this content in video format on my youtube channel morelli fit and there is when we is where we can drop more links so you know the link to the Blue Zones uh book, the Zach Efron uh, Netflix episode, uh call a call with you to, to talk about this type of testing. Um, and then the links to the organic fair trade coffee. We're gonna drop all of these on YouTube for the people that are listening. So so go to the YouTube channel Morelli Fit and read the uh the show notes and you'll start to see those links really quickly back to Yeah how yeah. to deal with them. What? Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. So so first, so so the three-step process that we're leaving people with here as they're listening and they're looking for hope is first one is read the labels, bring the exposure to as many of these toxins as you can bring them down, as many as many as possible to decrease the load. That's step 1. Step 2 would be what? So
1: when it comes to food, organic as much as you can, and it can be expensive. But you've got to ask yourself if if natural organic is expensive what are they doing to the other stuff to make it cheap right 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 they're not they're doing something to speed up the the growth they're doing something to fatten them up to make them all the same color the same shape
0: yep. that's not natural. what what about the people that talk about organic and say it's a bunch of bs right? Like organic, come on. That's just, that's just BS. That's just marketing. That's just so the manufacturers can charge you more. What do you say to people who are, who are against, you know, paying more for organic food?
1: Well, the, the reason they're paying more is because you don't get as big of crops. Right. Right. Because no. naturally insects will attack those crops. A lot of them won't make it to the marketplace. You know, they're going mm-hmm. to a, get a lot of, um, uh, you lose a lot of the crop. So to stop that happening, you spray it with all these chemicals and you get much bigger crops, it grows faster, it looks shinier, it's the same color, it's the same shape, and therefore it's cheaper because we've got much more per acre of agriculture than if it was um, uh, uh, organic. And to stick to organic, you have to comply to a lot of rules, right, to get your stamp.
0: And the stamp, the... The organic certification right because i have detox organics and the organic certification was very very expensive and the testing for that certification is very rigorous there's no loopholes there you can't have that unless it has been thoroughly tested
1: mike how back to front is that you're having to prove it's natural but no one has to prove to you it's synthetic and it's poisonous
0: amen i get i i yeah
1: it's it's crazy so as much organic as you can, is there there a, a, you know, people say it's all nonsense. The nutrient value is very similar, right? The vitamin, mineral, micronutrient profile of of organic and non-organic is similar, but what you are also getting with the non-organic are the pesticides and the chemical toxicities and all of these other things like glyphosate that will cause you cancer at some point. Mm -hmm. So, you know, how much do you want to pay to stack your odds in the favor of not getting some of these
0: right that's what i say so maybe a little bit more expensive the grocery bill may be a little bit more expensive right but but i'll tell you I something mean, if you really want to expensive than yeah
1: no but but you know there's a lot of frozen organic vegetables you can buy which are really cheap because right. they last longer so there's not so much wastage um there's a there's a website called ewg.com i think or org, something like that and they they post yearly what they call a dirty dozen
0: mm-hmm. and a
1: clean 15 so these are the top dozen non-negotiable vegetables you do not want to have unless they're organic
0: Have
1: mm-hmm. if they're not organic because they're not as affected so badly with the um the chemicals and they're normally the much thicker skinned products right because right. a lot of it is sprayed on them it goes mm-hmm. through the skin into the product, so apples or strawberries, for example, that porous outer lining they've got the whole—you know—it's very porous; it will absorb anything. Raspberries are the same; they'll absorb anything. But something with a hard, thick um, peel, like a banana, for example, or an avocado, you're not really going to get so much of exposure to it.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: there's there's ways you can balance some stuff out, right? When you're talking about um, water content um, and water quality. You can now get um, what's called reverse osmosis water filters for the countertop. You couldn't, you, you couldn't get them before. They used to have to be mm-hmm. plumbed into your yeah, main. Yeah,
0: that's what we have, yeah.
1: So you can get a, a reverse osmosis countertop filter, and, and that will clean everything out of your water. Now, what people don't realise is with tap water, never mind the fluoride and the chloride that's put in there to, to san, uh, sanitise it, which are types of bleach. But it what doesn't happen at the um, processing plants because you know water is recycled over and over again, right? So the, the water that comes out of your tap in London certainly has probably been through an average of seven people already. Right? Wow. So Wow! Go through them. They they pee in the in the toilet. It goes into the system, gets re- uh, uh, recycled and back out again. Wow. And that's all very lovely. However. What they can't remove from that recycling process is uh, the, the medications like heart medications, like birth control pill, like any wow. other hormone.
0: Wow, you see, this is the stuff you don't think about.
1: A lot of that stuff will still be in that tap water. And the more estrogenic it becomes and the more males that drink it, guess what? Mm-hmm. They become overweight. They get these man boobs and all that kind of stuff. And it's just another load that you're trying to avoid. So tap water into a reverse osmosis filter. It takes out everything. Okay, Mm -hmm. But what you have to be aware of is when it takes it out, it takes out all the minerals as well. So you will have to add back minerals, which is fine. What you do with your shilajit, or you can use, um, you know, uh, vulvic acid or fulvic acid, any of those, you can just drop them in. Um, Mm -hmm. nanotechnology ones are best but there's certainly something to consider so the food make good choices the water definitely get a filter on that and then when you're trying to remove things um infrared sauna is really good and that Mm -hmm. will um, really pull out a lot of toxicity things like epsom salt baths you know take a bath once or twice a week in epsom salts that really helps to draw out a lot of the toxicity that's there
0: and you mm-hmm. also absorb
1: a lot of the magnesium. If you do an epsom salt bath, shower afterwards. Because what'll happen is you'll draw the toxins to the top of the to the surface of the skin.
0: Mm. And if you don't then
1: yeah. if you don't then shower it off, it'll just get reabsorbed.
0: Interesting. So, that's a good you know, that's a good one.
1: Yeah. An Epsom salt bath is very hot. So a bit like a sauna, makes you sweat, gets all that problem. So again, infrared sauna. Epsom salt bars, that kind of thing are good yep. for detoxification.
0: I got a question for you. So I know I know that, uh, or at least I've heard that black, or I'm sorry, cracked cell wall chrylella, chrylella, chlorella <laughs> it, it is, good, is a good supplement that helps remove heavy metals from the body. Is that true?
1: So chlorella is a good binder but it's a very mild binder. And so it will help take stuff out. And and in in, in some cases, it's actually better than a a nutraceutical grade binder because it doesn't take everything with it. It just takes, it picks up some of the the nasties and leaves some of the other stuff behind because it's not as strong. If, if, If I'm dealing with someone who's got mold or toxicity, I'm going to use nutraceutical grade binders to remove a lot of stuff but it has to be done exactly the right way. Otherwise we're going to have all problems. So let's just, so let's korela, just say the
0: person that, yeah. Yep. So really
1: you can take, um, you know, a pr- couple of times a day every day and not have any issues with it.
0: Is that a good, is that a good recommendation for so something? It's
1: a great prophylactic, right? It's a great, you know, yeah. Yeah. protection just to do something. And it's got great micronutrient um, content okay. as well. A lot of good yeah. vitamins and minerals in it. And it's yeah. cheap. Organic Corella is yeah. really cheap. And I think it's you might fun, even yeah. have... You had a product you put on social the other day, which was like a a morning. No, was it a radiation thing or a
0: radiation a- detox that has mushrooms and it. it doesn't have black black? It doesn't have the cracked So wall chlorella, but it has a bunch of mushrooms that pull radiation out of the body.
1: Yeah, so yeah. again, I'll drop the link you know, for that below too. Anything yeah. like that that helps? Again, turning off your router at night, kind of trying to keep your EMFs as router.
0: As is that you mean router?
1: The router, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: I love I love I love the way you say certain things. You and I, you and I, if you and I did that did that documentary that we said, we would have been you and I are like people are saying like we are yin yin yang, like we are so good together.
1: Oh I mean, they're just saying we're weird. But anyway, but yeah, you're right. The um the the, the router, um yep. turn that off because you want to try and reduce that um uh Wi-Fi signal that's going around. You know, you've got to understand that our cells work on a um, electrical frequency that's how we generate energy Mm -hmm. And, and this goes right the way back to the beginning of time when single cell organisms and a bacteria got together and normally the the bacteria would kill the cell um but what happened was they both found out that actually working together was way better than when being on their own and and that bacteria is the mitochondria we have in our cells.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's how it started, right? So that's a very very delicate frequency that those things are trying to keep um, uh, keep going and when you start changing that frequency and put yourself in front of an x-ray machine or you know lots of emf or you work on a, in a nuclear plant and you get exposed to anything that stuff got it done you're 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 in a bad way. So anything that can take that away, occasionally some grounding, go and walk outside. I train three days a week with a, with a trainer, and I do the stuff I do there. He's got an infrared sauna there. I'll sit in there for half an hour. I'll come out of there. I'll go and walk outside because it, it's in the middle of a field, yep. away from all of the, like the, the industry, and that's right in the middle of nowhere. And I'll go out into the grass and just walk around there for five, 10 minutes and just yep. cool down a bit, ground myself. You know, and it's just because it's convenient to me, I'm going to do it. I don't stress over not doing it, but I yeah. just set things up so that it's part of my daily routine.
0: Yeah.
1: And, but, yeah. But if it's not, then don't worry. You know, don't go crazy. These aren't the things that are going to um, help if you need to be, if you're going to be anxiety driven over doing it. You know, that can make yeah. it work. Yeah. But, but basically, yeah. being aware this stuff is there, knowing that you've got to remove it and get it done properly, and then reducing your exposure to it right over the long period of time they are the steps you can take initially yeah and then you it. can start getting further into it if you have to but good water good food good detoxification processes you know saunas baths that kind of thing those yeah, things you gave are really-, me some
0: really you gave me some really good ideas the the, the infrared is something that i'm going to bring bring into my weekly regimen for sure. Um, I'm also going to, on a daily basis, now after talking to you, I'm also going to, I've got uh, a, a crack cell wall corolla at home. And so now just taking a little bit every, every single day is, is something that I'll do. So this was this was very informative. Is there any last couple of things that, that you want to share with the people who are listening um, I think we did a really good job of covering uh, the things that we're exposed to, and we gave people some some solutions. Um, I just don't want people to live in fear for the rest of their life, right? That's the one thing that we don't want, because life has to go on. Life goes on. Life goes on.
1: Yeah, correct. And, and, and what you don't do is live in fear. You live with excitement because you're aware of these things now.
0: So good. And you yeah. can
1: be proactive. Right. You're not a victim of something you weren't aware of. So you're able to go, right, I know that, for example, get your house tested for mold. Just get it tested. It's not that expensive. And if yes. it's there, get rid of it. Because that yes. mold will 100% affect your brain and will yep. cause all sorts of really bad health p- problems. And so it's things like that that you can do, yeah, it was fine. Great. I don't need to worry about it anymore. Move on. Yep. And um, the chlorella, just very quickly, if you really are trying to kind of stack the cards in your favor, Take one of those before each meal only because if you are eating non-organic foods and there are pesticides and chemicals there, you have a slightly higher Uh chance of it binding to it and getting rid of it.
0: Getting it out. Good. Good. That's great. That's a great tip.
1: It's it's not the fix, but it's a nice to have. So you're not
0: saying saying if you have cracked cell wall chlorella, chlorella, chlorella that I can go have McDonald's? You're saying, right? Let's be very clear, right? This isn't a this isn't a permission slip to go eat shitty food.
1: No, there's there's no reason why you can go and eat McDonald's. Right. There just isn't. There's no excuse to eat McDonald's. Right. There has no there's nothing that can be not bought cheap somewhere else that's better for you. Right. So why would you go there? But what I'm saying is if you're eating non-organic vegetables because that's what you have available, or you're not really in that position to buy the organic so often, taking a chlorella can help put things more on your side of the table rather than you being victim to, like, I'm just going to eat all these pesticides and it's going to kill me. At least you can make something happen. And chlorella is cheap. It's not expensive. You can get, like, a 200,
0: 200
1: bottle... And you, yep. and it'll last you like months, you know.
0: So when we'll will drop links below to uh, to some of that as well. I'm sure people are like, "What do I buy? What kind do I buy?" So we'll have to link people up to that too. This was really eye opening. So so you know the the episode is you know a worldwide health crisis, which we all know about now, though right? I have more information as to all of the things that are causing it, not just what I thought initially where it's like, okay, it's pretty much food and water. But there's so much more to that. So thank you for opening my eyes. I hope the listeners really found this episode useful, have new awarenesses that they can now implement in their life. For the people that are listening on Spotify, iTunes, or your favorite podcast platform, please do us a favor and share this with someone you love. And then if you really love the episode or the podcast take a couple of minutes give us a review we are listening to them we are looking at them and we are using your feedback to create episodes in the coming months paul this was fun this was a good one every single week continues to get better Oh, I'm excited, man. I'm excited to be on this journey with you. I'm excited to share. And I know, right? For the listeners that are wondering like what's next? I know we're going to go down some 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 rabbit holes and start creating podcast episodes that are even more specific. I think it was important and it is important though to do some general episodes to take people on this journey and give them context to where we're going. What about you?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I'd like I would like people to write in con- contact us with questions they have. And and they can be as specific as they want, and more detail the better. If you have an issue health wise that yep. you have not been able to address, or you've been to the specialist, you've been to the doctor, been to the consultant, and they have told you there's nothing wrong with your scan, your bloods are fine. <clears throat> excuse me, it's all in your head. Or if there's anything like that going on, I want you to tell us what they're saying. Yeah and let's see if there's some sort of thing that we can add value so you can start maybe taking back control of your life because they're the people i see all the time. Right. And we can do this on a show and lots of other people can hear it. You know yep. when i speak to a patient i speak them one to one no one else hears it. If we can do it on here we can get yep. loads of people to be aware of there are other ways of doing things so start yeah. sending questions in and um and let's try and address some of them.
0: Yeah, I think that the moral of the story is there is hope. Even if you're feeling hopeless, like you've lost control or you're getting a, diagn- a diagnosis that has scared you, there's hope. There's, there's hope. And uh, I'm just...
1: And just finally, you know, if people have got depression or they've got ADHD or they've got that kind of um, neurological issue. That is very often driven by mold and yeast infection. Mm-hmm. And when we deal with that, guess what happens?
0: Get better. Happy people.
1: World changes, right? So again, there's a lot of stuff there that we can definitely dig into. So send some stuff in and let's see what we can do.
0: Love it, love it. Thanks so much for your time today, Paul. I hope that you loved the episode and we'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning in.